Welcome in to episode eight of Beers and Buckets, the only college basketball podcast that reviews beer and the only beer review podcast that talks college basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Connor, and I'm joined by Dal and Michael Beard, the bracket guy himself. So, Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, um, So, like, I I changed my Twitter name to the bracket guy two weeks ago, and it, it had a short life. It had a short life. Yeah, I and, noticed that. And and I changed it back to all mic'd up. All mic'd up just seems more natural for me. I mean, that's what it's, it's cooler. been for. I gotta say, yeah. it's cooler. Yeah, I dig I'm, it. I'm, I'm all mic'd up. You know, yeah. you you call me on a random Sunday night and say, "Hey, you wanna you wanna come on the pod?" Yeah, I'm all mic'd up all the time, twenty four seven. So you know, let's do it. Kyle is driving back from his vacation with his family. And Matt, you know, or big guy Matt, Big Blue Breakdown, he's actually, it's his anniversary, and he thought we were recording tomorrow, so he couldn't make it, but he, uh, I'm sure he's enjoying whatever he's doing on his anniversary much more than talking basketball and beer with us, so, you know, I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit, so enjoy Pretty selfish of him, honestly, to, to skip out on recording the podcast. I blame his wife, to be honest with you. Like, mm, she probably yep. picked the date. Selfish you know, of her. Yeah, it's it's her fault. So we'll uh-huh. actually get started on this podcast, though, about beer and basketball with a mailbag segment, uh, which is totally random, has nothing to do with basketball, or I think there's one or two beer questions related. But Matt Sack of Cats Coverage and Courtside Connect podcast asks, who is a front-to-back wiper and who is a back-to-front wiper? My guess is Matt and Kyle are back-to-front wipers and Dowell and Connor are front-to-back wipers. I can't wait to actually talk to, about this question with Matt and Kyle, but uh, I, I mean, we got we got to give the people like our that. answers at least. Yeah, I mean, I've never. Uh, I think I maybe no, nope. I, I think I know one or two back to front wipers <laughs> that they've told or you know, like shared in that that knowledge. But uh, the fact I that you know multiple people's like wiping habits is strange, but I'll allow it. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I went and asked. It's something they volunteered. So they're just odd people. Um, but yeah, shout out to my buddy, Caleb. He, he he is very adamant about being a back-to-front wiper. It's very strange to me. Don't don't care to try it. I've uh, never tried it. So the, the, the cat is out of the bag. I am a front-to-back wiper and will always be a front-to-back wiper uh, because it just makes sense that way. Yeah, this just... This is. I would like to go on record saying this is a strange question, and it is. I, I mean, but it's Matt Sack. What are we going to expect? That's also fair. Uh, back to front for me, but whatever gets the job done, do you? I don't. Do that. Oh wow! So uh, you're a back to front guy. Interesting. Yes. So Matt was wrong. So now we got to figure out. What I don't know there's like a stigma to this, though. So. Yeah, I mean. I'm, Apparently, you can't trust back-to-front wipers. I I mean, now that I know at least confirmed two back-to-front wipers, then um, I'm, I think we're uh, I could trust their judgment and their opinions, and it's fine. So those who were Matt, asking, those who were wondering, yeah. Matt already wasn't trusting anything I say, so. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's all good, though. So then, um, and Mike actually had to jump off for a, a phone call. He'll be back on in just a second. So we're going to move on. Things yeah, BBN like. He has a phone call. I'm doing air quotes for <laughs> this is a 
this is a audio medium, but I'm doing air quotes because he's definitely ducking this question. Yeah, probably ducking this question and also probably experiencing the either front to back or back to front wiping himself. If I had to, if I had to guess, <laughs> yeah, the rumbly tumbly, maybe, I don't know. I'm just joking, but things BBN likes the Twitter account um, on uh, BBN Twitter things BBN likes ask, would you rather have a popcorn kernels permanently stuck in your tooth or have permanent Cheeto fingers? What do you think? So like, I hate having popcorn kernels stuck in my mouth. Uh, I, and someone that like loves going to the movies, I'll go to the movies and just like see a movie that I've seen three times just for the experience. Same, same the, here. And to get movie theater popcorn because movie theater yeah. popcorn is undefeated. It's hits different. But it's just the worst when you have a popcorn kernel stuck in my mouth. But I also like hate having stuff in my fingers. So I'm going to have to go popcorn kernel because I feel like that it is – it's something that only you would have to deal with. Whereas if you have like Cheeto fingers, you're getting that Cheeto dust like everywhere. Exactly. That's what, that's like, where my thought was. It's that, like, like, could you imagine getting married and like having the, like <laughs> doing anything and, with your wife with like, Cheeto your, fingers? You get your wedding photos back and it's like you giving her the ring and it's just, you have little orange dust all over your hands. Like, that yeah, would it would be the worst. Like, or like you're doing something business wise and you have Cheeto fingers and you're just like, yeah, you couldn't, here's my homework. Or, yeah, here's my, here's my work. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, no way. No way. So I would, it's I have definitely a, I, one of those things that's like I pick definitely kernel in my mouth just because it only affects me. Like you said, it doesn't affect other people. What do you got, Mike? Hello, everybody. I'm back. Um, but um, I would definitely go. I don't know what you guys said. I just joined back in, had an urgent phone call. I would definitely go Cheetos fingers. What? I, that's I, nuts. I would go Cheetos fingers. I could not handle something in my tooth or in my mouth talking about the other option was a popcorn kernel stuck in your mouth correct yeah heck no heck no i would go cheetos fingers all day let me lick those sons of crap like uh, yeah but it's like it, it is always there so like it's always there it just reappears like i have, a, I have an xbox a white controller Completely yeah, covered in orange. I, I, yeah, I have white. I have a white Google TV in my office. Completely orange. No, thank you. No, my, thank my, you. My comfort is more important to me. If there's something in my mouth stuck in between my teeth, there's no worse feeling in this world. I'll put on some gloves to play my PS5 or <laughs> Xbox or whatever. You know, it's fine. They're both horrible situations. Let's yeah, just it's be absolutely totally honest, the worst. But, uh, give me the Cheetos fingers. Absolutely. I love If he had maybe Cheetos. said like like <laughs> Cool Ranch Doritos, I might sway a little bit more that way because like I just don't like chewing. Like you get Cheetos fingers and it's like you get it like you try to scrape it off with your teeth or whatever to you know get it off or suck it off or whatever. Not fun <clears throat> for me. I don't no. I just don't care for Cheetos as much. I'd much rather have like Doritos. <laughs> yes. I'd much rather have Doritos. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Um, much other have Doritos <laughs> Cool Ranch than uh, than Cheetos for sure. So yeah, yeah, we're about sucking off Cheeto fingers here. <laughs> some interesting wording there. Yeah, well, as as it was coming out of my mouth, again, no pun intended. I was like, this is instant mistake, <laughs> instant mistake. Uh, yeah, it's what it's whatever, it's whatever. So, so I think we're all agree with that, Mike. Um, I mean. Front to back or back to front wiper? What you got? 
I'm the answer a, ours. I'm, I'm a front to back wiper. That's I'm not, right. I'm not. I'm not. That's right. Stuff toward, uh, you know, towards business. The yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you know the saying: business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> we we going uh, business to party over yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. So. All right, so Ryan asks, what is your favorite Boulevard beer, and why is it Tank, assuming you've had a Boulevard beer? I've never had one. Have you guys had? Bye. Actually, so Boulevard is dope. My freshman roommate in college was from Kansas City, so he loves Boulevard. I went and visited multiple times, and they have actually like a really cool like brewery bar kind of set up there. Uh, Boulevard Wheat is my favorite. It's... 300 times better than blue moon but it's like an unfiltered wheat wow. oh, it's so good it's easily my favorite like wheat beer that's that's my favorite boulevard but i think i've had the tank before i've had a couple other ones but normally if i'm getting it it's uh the boulevard wheat yeah that group chat asked and uh ryan from this uh kellen grady fan club group chat that i'm in uh he he, he asked that question and i was like I've never had it, so I'm going to look for it next week when I go to the liquor store to pick out a beer or whatever, but they say Tank. Um, somebody else said the Pale Ale, is the original Pale Ale is good, um, calling IPA and Zion, so it's got a lot of good reviews in the Kellen Grady fan club group chat on Twitter, so, so I definitely want to give it a try next week, but what do you think, Mike? Have you tried it? I have not tried it, so I, I can't say... I'm more of a, a, a stick to my guns, just kind of generic type beer guy. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But I do like IPAs. I, I have the taste for it. So. so that's so opposite of me, where I go random for everything, and then it's like IPAs. It's like I'm gonna go with what I what I know, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna venture outside of that. And, and I love going to breweries, you know, trying out new beers. There, there's some of my. I haven't been to many breweries, but I've been to a lot in Dayton where my one of my good friends lives. That's one of our favorite things to do. And so, you know, uh, I definitely have the taste for IPAs, craft beers, things like that. But I haven't yeah. got around to trying those. I'll definitely have to try it out. Fair enough. So, and then, Dal, you ask, you want to ask your question here? Uh, yeah. So, we only had three questions. They're for fun 10 minutes. Uh that we might need one more. And as I was like preparing for this, I obviously kept opening a bunch of tabs uh, and was curious, like when you open a Google Chrome tab, assuming you all use Google Chrome because yeah. you aren't psychopaths, uh, what are the like five top uh, sites that pop up uh, for your like recommended things? So it's like, it's based off like whatever the... Uh... It's your, your top five, like most visited. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't have mine set up for favorites or anything when I open up. So, like my go-to, mine is uh, Gmail, Ken Palm, Anchor, Soundstripe, and Creative Market. So, Soundstripe, Creative Market is where I get a lot of uh, stuff for Twitter, stuff for podcasts, whatever I need. Anchor is where we host our podcast. Ken Palm is where I get all my stats from uh, using your account. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If the FBI is listening, we do not share an account. Um, I would be scared to ask uh, Matt this question, uh, <laughs> especially if you open like a private browsing session. Like, I'm very scared to ask what would you pop scary. up there. <laughs> Mine is my, mine's interesting. It's different. Um, it's so Ken Palm is number one. 
And then ri- ri- 2022 Rivals 150 is number two. Um, number three is Kentucky High School Athletic Association because I, I, I check um, high school sports and stuff like that. And um, number four is warrennolan.com. Yeah, it's all, you know, nerdy bracketology stuff. I, I use Warren Nolan. Um, if none of you guys listen to the this podcast this podcast know what warrennolan.com is it is a college basketball website not only college basketball but um it has you know co- women's basketball college baseball college softball fbs football and fcs football but i use it for men's basketball and um it has the best net ranking breakdowns that you can possibly imagine you can you you can view um, like their the net team sheets. Um, you can view like the net nitty gritty, which is breakdown. Like the you can see like a chart of like a team's record, strength of schedule, non conference, strength of schedule, home record, road record, neutral, quad one, three, two, four. You know, several things like that. I mean, it, it's just an amazing website if you're a racketologist to use. So um, that is my top five. All right. So nothing too spicy, which, nah. is, which is good going on record. This is a good thing for us as we yeah. have this recorded content um, because I'm sure any future employers are going to look up to see what we talk about on this podcast and Clearly. take the time out. So <laughs> mine, uh, mine are Ken Palm is number one. So, Two of the three of us have Ken Palm number one. Connor Slacken needs to get his Ken Palm it's on number two. We got to get it's it on number two. One. I check my email a lot on, and this is actually I, technically my wife's computer, and I just use it for this this stuff and any like Photoshop stuff I do. Um, so I'm not Ken on Palm. here too often, but uh, she uses Safari on it when I use Chrome on here. So this is all like all the algorithm for this is my stuff on Chrome. <laughs> but what else you got? You had Ken uh, Ken Palm one. Yeah, Ken Palm. Uh, the Draft Network is two. Uh, it does it's a great place to find like NFL yeah. draft content. Yeah, uh, they have a mock draft machine that's it's pretty solid, um, and that kind of leads into my number three. So if you sign up for a premium like membership on it, you get access to a Slack like group, which I spend infinitely too much time on. So Slack is my number yeah. three. I do. I use it specifically in the browser because we have Slack with my work. And if I had it like in the app, I would just spend even more time there. So I have to keep it, keep that one in the in the browser. Um, number four is Fantasy Pros, which I actually yes. use way more for baseball than football. Uh, I suck at fantasy football, even though my teams are all good. So I don't want to talk about it. And then number five is Bet DSI. R.I.P. Mike Taglier. Shout out yeah. to the Supros. Yeah. So that's a fair uh, – I mean, a little nerdy, but I think we're all good. That's all good. So I dig yeah. it. Overall, I mean, unsurprising. You're the, you're the stat guy of the group, so it's not surprising at all. Not surprising at all. So we're going to move on to Shark Take Upsets. This is the part of the podcast where we pitch a game this upcoming week that just we think is prime for upset. 
Um, but we need to provide some sort of reasoning or stats to persuade the other hosts to buy in. Sharks can either buy a pint, a case, a keg, or they can be completely out. So we pitch them in a Shark Tank format, and let's go. What do you got? Pitch me your upsets. I have – wait for it. It's not one of the – you know, there's there's a lot of impact games this week, um, which we're going to touch on uh, one of the, the segments in this podcast. But I have Notre Dame over North Carolina this week. It's at Notre Dame. Um, they're seven and five right now. Not th- their season isn't looking too um, amazing so far. Uh, they've got a nice win over Kentucky, um, but you know they they've lost some some games that they probably should have won. You guys need to invest into this because Notre Dame does not turn turn over the ball very much at all. Also. North Carolina is among the worst in the country at turning over the ball. So that tells me that Notre Dame is going to be able to control the tempo of this game. Notre Dame has one of the slowest tempos. It's at Notre Dame. Um, the The crowd's going to be crazy. Um, the, we, we've seen that firsthand that as Kentucky fans. We, we, we've seen how the crowd is. Hell, they even rushed the course the court against us. But um, so also the the height matchup the the height matchup is almost identical. So like Notre Dame is literally I think point two in difference as far as like inches between between the height matchup and also Nate Lashevsky. Nate Leshevsky plays center for Notre Dame. He is a stretch big. The guy that's going to be guarding Nate Leshevsky is Armando Bacot. Armando Bacot is one of the best rebounding bigs in the country. They're going to they're going to limit his offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding because of Nate Leshevsky. Nate Leshevsky, he's not one of these, you know, must miss uh, must not miss uh, college basketball players, but he shoots the ball at a 35% rate at from the three-point line, and he's going to be out there all game long. I'm sure that's one of their um, keys to winning the game is just keeping him out of the paint. So uh, they're going to have him out there. He's going to be shooting threes. They're going to limit the rebounding, and Blake Wesley – is one of the best rising freshmen in all of college basketball. He was ranked 118 in um, 24-7 sports this past year, but he's in the top 15. He's in the lottery in almost every single mock draft I see. He's very athletic. Um, he does things that you don't see, uh, you know, a guy that's that's ranked outside of the top 100 do. Um, he, he's an instant impact player. So I, I think that Notre Dame having their home court, having just based upon the matchup, having Armando Bacot come out to the three-point line to guard your um, big and Nate Lashevsky, that that's going to do a lot for them. So give me the Irish over the Tar Heels this week. Yeah, I'm I'm super in on that. Uh, I think 
Uh, Oscar Shibwe has been held to single digit rebounds twice this year. Once was this past game against High Point, where he only played like 25 minutes because we were blowing them out so bad. But the other one, he played 37 minutes against Notre Dame and only had seven rebounds. So um, yeah. having that stretch big to not only be able to rebound, but also to pull Armando Bocat out on the perimeter, get him away from the basket, which one limits his ability to defend the paint and two limits his ability to like clean up on the boards um, will definitely be a big thing. Also, just like you said, the, the turnovers aren't there for North Carolina to really, to really uh, capitalize there. North Carolina also just, their guards are so slow. They just yes. can't anyone off the dribble. And if you can't do that, it's just, I just, it's tough to see them winning the ACC also this year just, and this is slightly biased as a salty Wake Forest fan, but the, <laughs> the like the officiating at home versus away has been a very stark like contrast this year in the ACC, and that's not just on the Wake Forest side; that's just kind of across the board. Yeah. And so, I think it being at home, normally that's what like a three point like a three point swing. Uh, from a gambling perspective, but I think honestly, at this point in the in the early ACC play, having that at home, coming off of this Christmas break, New Year's break, like I think that's it's worth even more there. So I'm I'm buying a what's the biggest thing we can buy? Case keg. Buying a keg. We're buying a keg of this. Then I'll buy a case of this, and it's not because of your pitch or anything. It's just it's hard lightning striking twice in a bottle. Kind of hard to do. But like you said, ACC officiating, like I think it could happen. They need to play. Or Notre Dame needs to have a, a really strong game. Uh, just no no little mistakes here, there, limiting turnovers, like you said. So I think it definitely can happen. Interesting that Notre Dame got blown out by Boston College and then UNC goes and blows out Boston College. Uh, what was that, yesterday or today? When was that? It was yesterday. 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 So – Interesting to see how that shapes out because, like, the opportunity for Notre Dame to win uh, against uh, North Carolina can definitely happen. Um, they beat Kentucky. Kentucky went ahead and blew out North Carolina right, right after that. So definitely can happen. It's interesting how all these games – like, the only close game was Kentucky and Notre Dame, and that was it. Like, that that was the only close one. And yeah. everything else has been blowouts among these teams. So – We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I'll take a case on it. So, Dal, what do you got? You go. Okay, so I'll go for Matt. Um, texted him, told me he was on his anniversary. I was like, is there anything you want me to pitch, anything? He said, okay, State over Kansas. I didn't even do the research on it, but I think it's at Oklahoma State, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. It is. So, I think I think it could happen. I'm not going to go crazy with it. Like, I'll buy a single can um, just because Kansas is pretty good this year. I know they've had some bet down games. Some They've shown some flaws. They weren't, like, untouchable like we thought they were. Some people thought they were at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, I think OK State can do it. So I'll buy, like, a single can, like a tall boy that you could get from uh, from the gas station. Nice. Yeah, um, I think – Kansas has some um, – they have some interesting games this this week. They've got that game against Oklahoma State, and then they have a game against – at Texas Tech this week. So, um, you know, 
they're going to have some challenging games. If they come out two and zero, that's just going to they're going to end up as one or two in the net rankings yeah. this this next week. Um, but yeah, if I was going to pitch Kansas getting upset this week, I would pitch it getting upset at Texas Tech. Not that's at that's what State. I was going to say. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I, if this was at Texas Tech, I would have probably taking a case on it um but since it's oklahoma state um they don't have much to play for this year they can't make the the ncaa tournament so you know they're just out there to um either a boost their nba stop or b to upset any and every possible team that they possibly can so with yeah. with a with a chip on their shoulder, and they're yep. they've got the coach and Mike Boynton to do it. That's going to motivate them. So, um, just based upon that, I wish I could hear his pitch on this. He and I, he, I could, he wouldn't have any stats. He would that. say he would say my gut says so. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's like so. he's going to be it's either Taco Bell or my gut, but one of those things it's telling me yeah. go okay state over Kansas. Yeah. So like even with his. We, even with him not being on this podcast, um, I'm I'm gonna be kind of like you, Connor. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a tall boy on it, and nothing nothing more, just yeah. a tall boy. Because yeah. I, I think they're probably gonna go one and one this week. Um, and and I really love Kansas, they're, but they just had a tough week. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. I think it, if they go two and zero, they, they we would consider them contenders, like title contenders. And Absolutely, I think they're already in that conversation already. You know, even For more sure. so. Yeah, just solidifies Absolutely. everything we're talking about them. For sure. And I think Remy Martin is not healthy right now. Either he is injured or has COVID, so that is a significant factor. Very true. Very true. What do you got, Dal? You yeah, you even even with that. So, in my mind, there are three things that are that make it like good for upsets. This is the case in like the regular season, it's especially stuff that I look for in uh, like March Madness when picking up sets. Offensive rebounding, turnovers, well, actually four. Offensive rebounding on both sides. So getting offensive rebounds, limiting offensive rebounds, turning the ball over and turning your opponent over, hitting threes, and what was the last one? <laughs> three. I can't count. Um, but – Looking at this, Oklahoma State is just a terrible choice for pitching an upset. They turn the ball over a ton, which is not good. Yes. They are the 325th in the country in three-point percentage, not good. They score almost all of their points from two-point. They score almost 60% of their points on two-pointers, which is just – Terrible, especially when you're going against a Kansas team that's really efficient from the field. Um, so just like even if you're trading two for two or even worse, two for three, like it's just tough to tough to upset teams um, when you're only scoring um, two point baskets. So it's just it's just super tough to, to see this happening. I do kind of like that it's at home first game back from the break and that Kansas might be looking ahead to that Texas Tech game. So that, like, gives me a little bit of um, – Kind of a trap game. Kind of a trap yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. I, I think trap games are less of a thing 
in basketball than they are in football, just because you have more games that you're playing and it's easier to kind of uh, prepare because there's not like the massive amount of prep that goes into to football, um, like game planning. But so I could see it just kind of Kansas being sluggish if Oklahoma State gets hot. But like you said, they don't really have a ton to play for. Um, so I think I'm going to be out. But every time I'm out, it means that Matt wins. So I'm happy that I'm helping him win. Yeah, well, hey. and that's and that's the thing I was going to say is that if Mike had pitched this or if you pitched this, Dal, I'd have been like, no, I'm out. You're drunk. I'm out. Not happening. <laughs> but every time I do that against Matt, I hand – like, who picked Rutgers over Purdue? Like, no one in their right mind. We all said, like, oh, well, I think – uh, who did Purdue play shortly after, like the next game after? That's like if you had pitched this team over Purdue, I would have, yeah. I would have, and that's exactly what I said about Texas Tech. But I didn't buy anything on those games, and it bit me in the butt. So I'm, I'm buying a Tall Boy just to say I bought one, and so he'll probably end up losing, and I, you know, my investment's wasted. But I don't care because I can't live life knowing that Matt is this Notre Notre Dame type type of upset picker by his gut like i just can't live that way so if it happens great but i'm in on it and if it doesn't happen it's because i'm in on it so that's 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 how i view it yeah um matt matt's rutgers play uh they play against michigan this week at home so you know i'm not saying i'm not saying but i'm just saying i looked at that one the the ken palm match up there it's not the one i'm pitching but it looks yeah michigan's yeah i mean they lost to ucf like I talked to a Michigan fan the other day. He's like, nowhere in their right mind. Like, there's just no way that Michigan should lose the UCF in basketball. I was like, I think you're just sleeping on UCF a little bit. He's like, Michigan's yeah. bad this year. Like, we thought they were I, – I had them in my final four like at the beginning of the season. So, I, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to be wrong, but, you know, that's just – that's tough. I, we were talking about it. I think the Michigan's problem is they overachieved in a fluky COVID year. And right. everyone kind of bought that hype. And uh, Jawan Howard's first year, you know, that's that's cool. All that stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, just bought the hype in there. They've so. also had just a couple – like, Caleb Houston was supposed to be this, like, potential top five pick. And he yep. has been fine, but he just hasn't lived up to the to the billing that he was expected to. And that happens He's with not- freshmen. We've seen that firsthand yeah. as Kentucky yeah, fans. So. Dad, do you want to give your uh, upset now? Or you want me yeah, to pick I'll, mine? I'll, I'll do this real quick. Uh, right. But starting with a uh, starting with a trivia question to lead in, where did Steve Nash go to college? Oh, I knew this. God uh, dang it, Santa Clara. Bingo. That's it. Santa yeah. Clara is in the. Are they in the WAC? A- it's the West Coast Conference, right? That Gonzaga's in. Give me a keg over WCC? St. Mary's. I know that's what you're about to say. Yep. Give me a keg. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy it. I'll buy it, too. That was one of, one of my contenders. My my business is done here. <laughs> uh, now, what's, what's, to, what's the Ken Palm score, like, prediction? I was going to say, I'll, I'll just give a quick. It's yeah. like a two-point. It has St. Mary's winning by two. But just this is – and I gave – uh, Connor shit and I've given Matt shit in the past for kind of picking the the like upset on name and then you look at Kimpom and it's like a pretty even matchup uh, so I'm going against myself a little bit on this one but I feel like that in the West Coast Conference that's actually like a pretty solid conference this year uh, mm-hmm. 
St. Mary's is always like the number two team. It's like, oh, it's Gonzaga, and then they might lose to St. Mary's if they play them. But other than that, um, the the conference as a whole just gets kind of like downgraded. But they honestly are pretty solid. There's San Francisco, BYU, both are good this year. But Santa Clara is 78th in Ken Palm. St. Mary's is 33. So, I mean, it is kind of an upset. But um, St. Mary's is is great at limiting offensive rebounds. So one thing that I love about them, Herb Sendak is their coach. They are 34th in the country in two foul participation, which is very much a an indication of like how modern a coach thinks because two foul participation is playing someone with two fouls in the first half, and a lot of old school coaches are very against it. It's one of the things that is probably the my biggest gripe with Cal is that he is insanely anti. Like, as soon as someone gets their second foul, they're out until the second yeah, half. Which, yeah. Which drives me insane. Uh, which, is, which is a gamble also. But, you know. It, it is. But, a lot like, the math says that most of the time it works out. And a lot of times it drives me mostly crazy when he does it with guys that don't foul a lot. And it's like, all right, we can trust them to, like, if they average two fouls a game and they get, like, two fluke ones in the first half, let them play. But – Anyways, I digress. The um, other big thing that I love about St. Mary's is when they're on defense, opponents assist to field goals made. They're second in the country in like limiting the amount of like ball movement, essentially, that teams can do. So it means that teams that beat them have to beat them like ISOed one on one because if you try and pass the ball and get assists, uh, it just doesn't work against uh, Santa Clara. So, wait, just kidding. That's St. Mary's. That doesn't help my point. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, no yeah, I'm in on it. I'll, t- I'll take a That's kick cool. on it. But either way, we're, we're, we're in on this. Yeah. yeah we're this, all game is on, this, this game is on, also on Thursday at 11 o'clock. So, if you're a degenerate and – Not watching. And <laughs> you want to stay up at 11 o'clock on Thursday, this is the game for you. Yeah, not 11 watching. o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah, let – like I said, whenever I interrupted you, sorry about that. But I, that was one of my uh, one of my notes whenever I was prepping for this podcast. But um, St. Mary's over Santa, well Santa Clara over St. Mary's. Sorry, I, I'm in on this. Give me a keg. Give me a keg. Um, I, I they're they're really kind of close. Seventy eight to thirty three on on Kim Palm is is relatively close. Um, it's at Santa Clara. Uh, I'm sure the crowd will be rocking. The kids will be, you know, they're, they're coming in from coming in from winter break. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be crazy. They, give, they also give, don't have they don't have a another like big game until January 15th. They have Portland Pacific before they have to play Gonzaga again. So this is the only game that they've been focusing on on for the last. Like the three games before this, the best team they played was Montana. So they haven't played a like big game since December fourteenth. So I'm sure this is like they've been prepping for this. Yeah, they've had this game circled on the schedule. For sure. Um, I just like the matchup. I just really like the matchup. The only thing that scares me is the the free throw percentage uh, for St. Mary's and. For I, I think that's a fluke. But I'm looking at the Kim Palm numbers. You you can't look at the free throw percentage. That's just luck. But 
Yeah, g- give me Santa Clara. I'm, I'm talking about Santa Clara's there. defensive free throw percentage. The teams have shot like seventy eight percent against them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I, I look. I, I said that out loud um, before I even looked at what category that was. Yeah, give me, give me Santa Clara. I had a dollar for every time I did that. I would be able to buy all the kegs for all of these upsets. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so keeping with the trivia theme, because I think it's fun. I love when Dal does it. I want to hop on the trend, see if you guys can do this. 1998, NBA draft, the number seven pick. You know who it was? 1998. Taken by seven. Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Ooh, what, what, what year 98. were you born? I'm 93. All right, yeah, I was going to say, I'm 94. I was like four when seven. I was 95. Oh, look, college, college basketball history, basketball history. You guys know okay. this player. You know this so, player. So that is – No cheating. A, no looking at the notes. So that's a year after Kobe Bryant was drafted. So is that Chris Webber? Uh, no, he went uh, He went first round. Or Yeah, first round. Eighth overall. Or number one. He went number one, I mean. Is it white chocolate? It is white chocolate. So what white school chocolate. was he drafted from? Ooh. He went to one of those like UC schools too. He went he, he started at one school and then he tra- he started at Marshall and then he transferred. Where did, did he, he go to Santa Clara to? too? Or did he No. Santa- he started Saint at Marshall Mary. and he transferred to a power five school. Saint uh, uh, I thought he went to one. Hold of on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm surprised you guys don't know this. SEC basketball fans here. Florida. Florida. Yes, Florida. sir. He went to Florida. He went to Holy Florida. Crap. Florida. I'm glad you said SEC. Shout out, <laughs> SEC. He was the man at Florida. He gave Kentucky all sorts of problems. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we ended up winning that year, but it doesn't matter. Um, so, Florida. He went where to did Florida. he Where did he go to before he went to Florida? He was at Marshall. He oh, he, okay. he so here's the crazy thing. This is from like granted everywhere in West Virginia, pretty much is like Yeah. He played with uh Randy Moss in uh in that area. No way. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? I saw a video That's the other day awesome. of him of him throwing a lob to Randy Moss. I was like, this is this is like Shout a 90s dream. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Randy Moss, my favorite NFL player ever. All that to say. Florida's beating number 19 Alabama this week. They're joining the party of let's beat Alabama this week and upset them. So here's why. Bama, for all like the stuff, and I like Nate Oates, like at like we like you guys like Musk. I like Musk, just not as much as I like Nate Oates. Whatever. Bama's only shooting 32.8% from three this year. And an offense that's really like he really they shoot a lot of threes. And so, an offense that shoots thirty-three pointers a game. Exactly, it's it's unreal that they're only shooting thirty-two point eight percent for them to be taking as much. Florida, who is not a great shooting team, is shooting thirty-one point two percent. They're only they're only one point six behind um, uh, Bama in their percentage from three. Florida shoots better from free throw, which will be needed because they're the home team. They're going to get that favorable whistle. And uh, Ken Palm has Florida winning 75 to 74. I say it's going to be 71, 68. Florida takes it. What do you guys think? I love it. I love it. I've taken, so I've taken a, a, a tall boy from um, Matt, who is not on this top, this podcast. And I've taken a keg from Dow, who is right. And then I've taken an unknown from you. 
I love it. Oh. <laughs> Keep in I mind, it's it. at Florida. It's at uh, Florida. It was number three. It was it was my number three on my yeah. upsets. So it it almost made my cut. And there's a, I have like ten listed here on my upset. So, um, give me a case. And you give guys know case. I'm a Gator hater, but I just think Bama is it, for all like the hype that we've given them and I've given them. They've really kind of disappointed me, and they're still ranked 19th. Um, and I think Florida, I mean, they've had some bad – they had a couple bad losses. I think they could overcome that and get a good solid win over uh, Bama to shake up the SEC a little bit. Uh, Agreed. I, I had their rankings pulled up for the net just to give you guys an idea. Let me pull it up uh, here. What do you while I'm pulling that up, Dow, give me your thoughts. I need to hear your reactions I on it. I am out on this strictly because you're picking a game again that Florida will probably be the betting favorite because they are favored on Ken Palm and out of principle I have to be out. So lame. Out of principle, Ken Palm is your principle? Yeah, it is. My but principle is so the if next- we're doing Shark Tank upsets and you pick a game where the and you pick a team to win that is probably going to be the betting favorite that is not an upset therefore i (laughs) am out on alabama is 21 in the net florida is 47 and then i think the only reason ken palm has them winning to be honest is the the fact that it's at florida home the fact that it's in gainesville yeah yeah that's the only thing so i don't think like vegas is going to be super high on this one if we're being honest Vegas uh, follows the Ken Palm like pr- score predictions pretty closely. It, at most, it'll be a pick 'em, is my guess. And it's that's, a one you know, point. I'm a, yeah, they're, I'm gonna like I said, they're favored one point. One and a half. I'm gonna guess it's one and a half. Bama. It's Wednesday night, by the way. Wednesday at seven in Gainesville, and so Ken Palm, Alabama, sixteen. Florida is twenty-eight. If it ends up being that Bama is favored, I will take a six-pack. If Florida is favored, I am out on principle. That's lame. That's lame. But <laughs> I was going to pitch LSU beating Tennessee. I think we all kind of agree on that because LSU, LSU is going to need to need to upset Tennessee because they're taking a total whooping on Tuesday night. Total whooping. Wait, it's not even going to be close. That, that, would depend, that would depend if Kennedy, Chandler, and um, – What's his ugly face? Fulkerson. Uh, yeah. Or Fulkerson. Fulkerson, yeah. If uh, Chandler or Fulkerson are back, um, I would definitely, I would definitely take Tennessee over over them. But um, in this game, which is all that matters, yeah. Which which is all that matters after all. I don't know. I think LSU LSU is going to need this this win against Tennessee after getting. "Quote unquote" by rankings upset, even though I think we all agree that Kentucky is a better team than LSU, and we know that the stats prove it. So, um, I also am now fully out. I'm revoking my six pack. I'm fully out on Florida because I just noticed that there have been zero point zero minutes that have been played by someone in the first half for Florida that has two fouls. 
Mike White is <laughs> does not play anymore. It's zero point zero percent. That's just a vendetta oh, you I'm have against him. No, I hate Mike White is the worst. He is awful, but I'm oh, glad God. he's at Florida and he continues to stay at Florida. Zero minutes. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. I'm back. Hey, Dow. I'm teabagging you right now. Give me Florida over Bama. Give me another keg. Okay. Give me another keg. You can have right now. You can have my keg. I grant That's you fine. the ability to buy my keg. I'm taking two <laughs> kegs this episode. Give right. me two kegs. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so right. mad that he does. That zero is that's like offensive. <laughs> I think that's he's just the old school style coach in that. In that <laughs> oh my gosh, ridiculous, bad. ridiculous. <laughs> so, all right, let's move 0. on. Zero point zero, dude. <laughs> if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now it's time for the beer review. This is the part of the podcast where each of us reviews a beer that we've either never had before or we just highly recommend. Um, So we talk about the brewery or the brand of the beer. We talk about the IBUs and the ABV, and we describe the flavor, and we compare it to a college basketball team or something basketball-related. And uh, would you drink it again? So we'll start with our guest, Mike. What you drinking, man? (laughs) I'm drinking a Bush Light, man. I'm I'm drinking a, a good bush old bush light. latte. Yeah, I'm drinking a bush light. What do you think about that, Dal? What do you think about a bush light? I mean, if you want to, sure, but you have a salary, so you can afford better beer. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, bush light is a great like tailgate beer if you're trying to drink twelve at a time. But if you're just like at home sipping and you have a salary that pays you like literally any monies, you could probably. Like it's a comfort beer, man. It's yeah, I agree. At least get Bud Light. <laughs> right. Get Bud Light, Mick Ultra. I, I won't say Miller Light. I'm not a Miller Light fan. It's I'm not a Miller fan either, really. But Landshark, I mean, like that kind of falls into that category. They're just all like comfort beers. It's like you know, you get you have you, that show that you've seen a thousand times. You throw it on, whatever it may be. I say The Office, but but Dal is very. He seems like a very I, I said, high Office enthusiast. No, Which, no. The I office, is, the office is great. The office is Bud Light. But yeah, I agree Bush, with that. Bush Light is a step below. Bush Light's like your comfort show being The Big Bang Theory, which is no, just no. That's that's, that's way thing. way below. Big Bang Theory is way below. I say Bush Light is um, Parks Bush and Light Rec. is amazing. Like Office, Parks and Rec. That's how I view it. I like okay. Office right, way I, more I, than I'm Parks. Kind of out on Parks and Rec, but you're going to get some. <laughs> I've, I've I've never seen Parks and Rec, but. I'll I'll go with it. I'm I'm gonna roll with it. But I had a uh, I had a friend who used to like drink PBR when we would go out in Charlotte. He drink PBR, and there were a couple bars where it made sense because it because it was like seventy five cents cheaper. And you're like, all right, like if it's cheaper. But then there were times where he would go and it would be the same price as Bud Light, and he would still get PBR. And I'm like, Ian, the whole point of this is if it's cheaper, do it. But like, no. And it was it was frustrating. If, if it's the same price, you PBR, can't PBR is Big Bang Theory. Pick PBR is Big Bang Theory. Okay, yeah, that'll work. 
Um, but Bush Light. Um, what's the know. what's the ABV? What's the IBU there? Oh, fuck, I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it gets you drunk. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I was probably like a four point five. ABV. Right? It just says has alcohol. That's probably yeah. all okay. But it does the job. Yeah, the alcohol slash volume. Is that what ABV means? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is a one. Wait. 4.1 oh that was close so uh you know you know we 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 generic over here i i would have selected something special but yeah um, this was last minute so we don't yeah, we don't blame this, you at all this this was last minute shout out matt and shout out kyle for not being on here for uh reasons you know that you described you you know you, it, it's y'all's fault that i'm drinking a bush light right now but um <laughs> It's Matt's wife's fault. It's yeah, all it, her fault. <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent Matt's fault. I, I feel like I should blame it on Matt, but um, you know that this bush light it, it's my go to. That's that. There's a reason why it's in my refrigerator right now, and there's nothing else in it because so, it's super cheap and it gets you drunk. Because it it's super efficient and it gets you drunk. It tastes great. It tastes fine. Um, it gets me drunk. Um, I can drink 12 of these and feel amazing. And, you know, I'm not, my, my taste buds don't taste like shit. So, you know, man, uh, a comparison that comparing this to a college team, um, it's gotta be like a team that is always in the conversation in the regular season and then fails to do anything past it. Right. Yeah. So it's like Tennessee, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think we've compared to Tennessee before at some point. I think I've made uh, that joke before. So, so we can say so Rick I, Barnes. How about we just say so, it's the Rick Barnes of beer? <laughs> we we picked on we picked on Rick Barnes enough. He's uh he he, you know he's not going to get the job done. We know that as well as this year he's not going to get the job job done this year either. So I've got to pick someone else. Yeah. Um, what about like Syracuse, Bayheim? Syracuse, J- Joe Bayheim. He is extremely extremely underwhelming uh i can't go with jim Beheim either uh, he he you know he he's not gonna win a national championship he might he might get him he might be a cinderella team how about any of the miller brothers archie um what's the archie other or sean yeah archie or sean or like any of their teams that like i mean i don't know like an like an Archie Miller Indiana like they they were fun to watch you know like everyone kind of like thought they were going to do something and then they didn't really do anything in the tournament. Yeah, uh, those that's fine. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fine. Because it's also they Indiana get, basketball that hasn't done anything since. Right. You know, yeah. Let's let's go with before that. we were born. Let's go with, so. let's go with Sean and Archie Miller. Yeah. Shout out no no uh, college head head coaching job. <laughs> Man, no no one sweats like Sean Miller though. Bruce Pearl enters the group chat. Uh, true. <laughs> oh, I should have compared to Bruce Pearl. What? No, because Bruce Pearl has made a Final Four. He's made a Final Four, but shit. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I I respect Bruce Pearl too much. I do not respect the Miller brothers at all. You had DeAndre Ayton on your team, which you paid for, and you couldn't do anything with them. <laughs> Sean Miller is just the bad version of Will Wade. Oh, yeah. Well, who's already bad. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I 
I'm mean, always the like sort of subconscious Will Wade because he actually tried to like yeah. say that he wasn't doing it. Will Wade was like, "Yeah, I'm paying for players. Like, I don't know what you want me to do." Exactly. Yeah. All right, what you got, Dal? All right, I have uh, I have two, so I will run through them uh, quickly. We, my mom has two like best friends that uh, we did a like beer exchange kind of thing for Christmas. So we ended up with a bunch of random beers that people brought. So actually, should I do the good one or the bad one? This is my expectation. Uh, bad should one I do first. the good one or the bad one first? Bad one first, because there's bad a chance first. that right. mine's going to be bad, so we'll go good, bad, good, bad, and, you know, whatever. Right. Um, my first one, then, is Urban Artifact, which is a brewery in Wanaki, Wisconsin, apparently. Uh, this is a Gosa, which I'm already not, like, a huge fan of, but it's a Xmas Pickle Gosa. So it tastes like dill pickles, which is going to be... Oh my god! Also, Ugh. it's it's four point three ABV. It's funny; it doesn't have an IBU, but it does have a pH next to it, which I thought was funny. It's three point five eight pH. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's the standard? What's the what's seven the is seven is neutral. So, like, okay, yeah. normal water is uh, any more is acidic, and any under is uh, what's the other three basic, point what basic, yeah. three point five eight. So I think like highlight. lemon juice, lemon juice is like 2.5, 2.7, I think. Something yeah. Like that. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, like it tastes like pickles. That's for sure. Oh my God. You don't seem to hate it though. It's At not like your bad. It's just weird. Expression. I'd imagine it would be. Yeah. Is I feel it, like, is honestly, it strong? I feel like if you were, say that again. Is it strong? Not really. It's not very strong, no. I feel like that it would be like. You know, like pickleback shots are a thing. Yeah. Like if you wanted to get <laughs> up, just mix your liquor with drunk. that, and instead of doing pickle juice, you could just do it with this, and like yeah. keep the keep the alcohol going. Same energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like okay. I mean, like I wonder if you could do like a loaded a loaded one of those. Like you like have you ever had a, like a loaded land shark where you put some tequila in your land shark? Yeah, like honestly, actually, like making mixed drinks or something with this would be. Not bad, I guess. I don't know. It's just really what's strange. the ABV on it again? Four point three, so it's not very strong. Yeah. So you yeah, said mi- mi- mixing uh, good drinks with it would be a good drink. That like, that would like mix some liquor with it. Yeah, yeah like okay. I personally don't know like many like cocktails that involve pickle juice or like pickle flavors, but if there are, this would be a good substitute. So so like a. A coach that would be a good assistant coach that has a different flavor for somebody would be would be decent, right? Ooh, okay, yes. Saying that, this is gonna be. I like this beer more than I like this coach because I <laughs> can hate this coach. I mean, I hate this coach. <laughs> uh, oops, but uh, if you're talking about like switching it up, being a good a good pairing, so. When I was at Wake Forest, we were really bad. We're pretty good now, but we were awful when I was there. And Jeff Buzdelic was hired to be the head coach because he had essentially coached uh, Carmelo Anthony for a year and gone like 500 in Denver. And for some reason, well, actually, I know is because we needed to clean up the program because we had a bunch of like criminals essentially that we like recruited to come to Wake Forest, which is not the overall vibe of the college. So 
Buzdelic was big buds with the AD, the former AD, and was brought in to kind of like, in quotes, do things the right way. But Jeff Buzdelic is an incredible defensive mind. He got hired by the Rockets to be the like defensive mind to go along with Mike D'Antoni when he was there. Great assistant coach, just an absolutely god-awful head coach. Uh, yeah. So if you're trying to to have this pickle beer, like, sustain fire <laughs> night, not great. But if you want to, like, pair with stuff and, you know, do, some, do some good things, it could work. Can't imagine, yeah. like, they're not – they're not – they're not crushable, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my next my next beer is a porter, and it's probably more crushable than the pickle beer. Oh my god, that's great. That's great. All right. So, what's your next beer then? Uh, I'm trying to find a bottle opener. I thought I had one in here. Oh, there it is. Um, my next one is a Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter. So it's in the in the Christmas spirit as well. Alltech Brewing in Lexington has a bunch of bunch of really good beers. I think I did one of them earlier. The yeah. like coffee barrel uh cream ale. ale. Yeah, that one that one was really good. This one, they're all of their bourbon barrel uh ales are good. This one is their kind of like seasonal uh winter one that's peppermint porter. So this one I have had before, but we'll give it a go. Mm, that's really good. It tastes like peppermint bark. Uh, How does it taste eaten. immediately after drinking that pickle beer? <laughs> yeah, it's the, the pairing there is not great. If you're trying to pair beers, these two are not the ones to pair. Um, but no, you should have drank that one first. Uh, that was that was on me. That's on me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're blaming Connor for that one. No, it's it's 8.2%, um, so it's pretty strong. I mean, it's a barrel-edged porter ale, uh, porter, so it it's kind of to be expected, but it's, I mean, it's really, really good. I also like love peppermint, just like flavor in general. Um, love the like winter ice cream that comes out whenever you get peppermint there. So um, it's, it's definitely right up my alley. If I'm comparing it to a coach who's someone that does like really, really well in the winter months. Thomas. Mm. There you go. I mean, yeah, I'm done with Izzo. And also Izzo's old. I feel like peppermint bark is kind of like an old Yeah. An old person uh like dessert. Yeah. But um, Tom Izzo is like lights out, like he he they're a little bit slow to start for the most part. Lights out in like December, January, yeah. maybe a little bit February, and then March, like he turns it on and then falls short in April. Yeah, you know, for the most part. So Yeah, I, I like that I like that comp. We'll go we'll go with Tom Izzo. Plus, Tom Izzo is just cool. I like Tom Izzo. I like Tom Izzo, too. Everyone hates on him. I don't understand the hate for him. Like, he is a little bit overrated because he has one title. I think that's where the hate comes in is people think he's overrated. All right. So, Peppermint Porter. You like it? You drink it again? I'm sure you would. Yes, definitely drink it again. I mean, I've had it before. Uh, Yeah. It comes in a four-pack, but it's always one I try and um, get my hands on around, around Christmas time. Yeah. So I am. Uh, I got this brew company, but also a barbecue restaurant in Winter Park, Florida, which is like Orlando, essentially, uh, called the Ravenous Pig, and they partnered with a coffee shop that is pretty popular. It's like the best coffee you could get in Orlando, uh, Foxtail Coffee, which is um, also like Winter Park, Orlando, oh. whatever. 
and they made what's called the foxtail coffee blondale and i'm not a like a huge coffee guy like i'll drink it if i'm especially like if i don't want you know um if i need the caffeine i'll get it in the morning sometimes like we have a coffee maker here my wife drinks it black i have to add some sort of creamer to it because i'm a i'm a wuss but um so i'm not a huge coffee guy but i was just intrigued given i saw this in tarpon which is like two hours away from winter park so i was like this seems pretty cool i definitely want to try this even though i'm not a huge coffee guy so it is um 4.8 abv and 13 ibus uh, i used to live off the same road as uh as fairbanks avenue so it's kind of it was just cool to see that and winter park is a really cool place it's where i got married so all that but it's a gold ale infused with lightly roasted chia paws and it's a mexican coffee so i'm gonna give this a try that's not bad at all i definitely thought it was gonna be bad and pretty good actually like you there's a hint of the coffee but it's not overbearing um i mean like i wouldn't drink this with like nachos or you know like like eating nachos or something like that but if you're just kind of chilling and sipping like this would be a great breakfast beer actually uh you know like you're just you know out to you know whatever it's yeah you know breakfast where breakfast beers are acceptable you know which apparently they're not accepted everywhere i would drink this as a breakfast beer or like late at night you're not like trying to get drunk. You're just kind of enjoy a beer or whatever. That's pretty good. I enjoy it. It's be- way better than I expected. Like I almost tried one earlier today watching the Bucks game. Shout out AB for your nonsense. But I was like, you know, I want to save. My- I want to save it for my instant reaction on the podcast. And uh, did not disappoint. So pretty good. I'd say um, compare that to a college basketball team. Uh. What's an unexpected team that kind of just like flash in a pan probably won't sustain Loyola Chicago. Yeah, Loyola Chicago. Which I mean they're they're somewhat sustaining, but not like they were under Porter Moser. But yeah. Uh who their coach is uh Drew Valentine's brother, right? What's his name? Or Drew Valentine. Uh, Denzel Valentine is his brother. I didn't realize that until they really? like Yeah. The yeah, head oh, coach is cool. Drew Valentine. Isn't that crazy? Cool. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they're Loyola Chicago. I, I'll give it that. This is what this beer is. It comes in a four-pack of pints, uh, one pints each. So pretty good. I enjoy it. Definitely recommend it if you can find it. But like I said, a lot of our listeners are in Kentucky and probably won't be able to find this unless you buy it online. But I did, like you said, the Boulevard, uh, Boulevard beer. I want to give that a try. So I'm going to look down here at our liquor stores. It's probably nationwide, but... I don't know. The one I have is pretty weird about what they keep. So a, we'll see. Boulevard has a pretty good um, like distribution. I also just in general think coffee is a cool, like a nice addition to to beer. Yeah. No. Like I'd I'd imagine it probably tastes similar to that that cream ale that you had, but probably just not as you know, just not as heavy as it was because uh, it is a blonde ale, so they're typically lighter. So now it's time for uh, we'll, we'll call I'm it right. Beard's Bracketology update. And uh, Mike, this is the opportunity you have to uh, enlighten us on your on your bracketology updates. We're entering. We we already started conference play, but we had like one game and whatever. We're entering conference play, the thick of it. There's a lot of good conference games this week. So give me your update on where college basketball kind of stands, the lay of the land. 
as in terms of bracketology and uh, if you think that's going to shake up or, you know, something like that, what, what have we got going for bracketology this week? Yes, sir. So, um, you know, I, I like to do a, like a top eight uh, to, to top 10, as far as uh, conferences in within the within the bracketology standpoint and so um the the top 10 i said top eight to top 10 so i'll I'll do a top 10 uh number one being big 12 big 12 uh you know they only have about eight teams eight eight or ten teams in the conference i think it's eight um they for I have the uh, the automatic bid being Baylor, and then you know Kansas, Iowa State, Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma being for sure um, teams right now in the field, and then at, uh, maybe as uh, Bob Huggins, West Virginia, TCU, Kansas State, kind of kind of seeing where 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 they stand. I don't expect TCU or Kansas State to make it. Uh, West Virginia on the fringe, very possibly. Um, but at number two, I have Big Ten, uh, Purdue making out, making it, making it out as the automatic bid, and then Michigan State. Shout out Michigan State. Um, I've been really low on them, but they have four quad one wins, um, the second most in the country only behind Providence, shout out Providence, but uh, Michigan State, Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Indiana right now. Indiana is definitely on the bubble. I would definitely put them in the maybe column now after their loss today. Um, And then in the maybe column, I have Michigan and Northwestern. Um, so for sure, right now they have about seven teams in. Um, could definitely pop, possibly have eight to nine, um, and then uh, the Big East coming in third, very close third with SEC. But uh, the Big East with Villanova, um, I have the uh, Villanova making it out of the Big East in an automatic bid. And then, you know, following them, I have Wisconsin, Xavier, Providence, and Seton Hall. And closely behind them, I have Creighton, DePaul, and Marquette. Um, teams for sure in that conference, I have um, five. And so, like I said, the SEC is closely following them. It's very close. Um, LSU right now is the automatic bid, even though Auburn beat them. Um, I, I still have LSU as the automatic bid out of the SEC. And then uh, closely fo- following them have Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Alabama. On the fringe there, on the bubble, I have Mississippi State, Florida, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Um, then in the ACC, I have – which I have in fifth. Um, Duke this is, this is big for our friendship. This this <laughs> readout right here. Yeah, Duke definitely making it out 
as the automatic bid, uh, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and no, uh, North Carolina making it into the tournament right now. Shout out Wake Forest, Dallas team. Um, if we make who, the tournament, I will be so happy. Yeah, I, I would be happy for you, man. I Is there a serious did. question as if they wouldn't make the tournament, though? I, I figured they would make it with, like, at least with, like, you know, like a higher seed. Yeah. Yeah, they, they would make it. Uh, right now, they would be within, like, a seven to nine range. Yeah, that's where I would. I would probably put them at eight if I had yeah, to right yeah. now. Our, pro- yeah, our problem sure. is we, we don't, like, we only have one real, like, True solid win outside yeah. of conference. We beat Northwestern, but our non-conference schedule was just so weak. Yeah. That, uh, which, like, to be fair, we won all of those games, so it's not like that we got like punished. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have the non-conference wins that are going to give us the benefit of the doubt. So we'd have to like be probably a top five seed in the ACC tournament to which I to go. Like doable, at this but... this year is definitely doable. Like this, uh, of the years that you need yeah. to do that, it's definitely this year because I mean, uh, outside of Duke, it's like kind of open season in my opinion for the ACC. So um, definitely there. So I'm I'm pulling for the Deeks. Me too. Me too. You you've made me a believer, man. <laughs> um, but outside of them, um, those are the only four for sure teams I have in the in the tournament at as of this moment. Um, and then the maybe teams, um, you know, bubble fringe teams are Clemson, Florida State, Louisville. Um, I wish they would have won the game against Louisville this um, here recently. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, in the Pac-12, I have three teams making it out. Arizona has the automatic bid. USC and UCLA also making it out. And then, you know, the rest of the pack and Washington State, Oregon, Stanford, Utah, uh, those are maybe teams. Uh, Right now, the majority of those, probably Oregon, Stanford, Utah for sure out. Washington State on the maybe column. I mean, they're on the maybe column. All, All four of those are on the maybe column. But Washington State, in, in particularly, they're they're kind of at the top within those four. So we'll see. Um, still a whole lot of in-conference to play. They could still win against Arizona, UCLA, or UC, uh, USC, and uh, we'll see. Uh, man, the American is just bad. Yeah, it the is. Amer- the American is just bad. Um, Houston... I, I have as the automatic bid right now, but they just lost their two leading scorers and Marcus Sasser. And I forgive me, uh, but I don't remember the other guy's name. But uh, they they just Maybe lost. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They they just lost their two leading scorers, and so um, I would still bet on Houston winning. Um, but um, right behind them, I have. Um, in the maybe column, nobody else in the first year column. Uh, in the maybe column, UCF, Memphis, SMU, Cincinnati, and Wichita, Wichita State. Um, you know, we'll we'll see about that. There's still a lot of basketball to be played, but uh, Houston for sure has a um, has a lot by their name just by you know how they've started and the the wins that they've um, 
chop that up with. In the Mountain West Conference, which I have as eighth, um, Colorado State is my automatic bid uh, with Wyoming right thereafter. Uh, most people thought that St. Bonaventure would make it out of this conference, but man, they they've just kind of been. Uh, underwhelming so far yeah and they so, started out hot and they kind of just fizzled and plateaued and they never yeah they never climbed back up yeah they they started out hot but they've never really um they've never really made made any noise within the uh the schedule that they've had in non-conference and you know they're going into in conference so you know they they've got plenty of opportunities to uh make it back up i mean it's definitely not a um mountain that they can't climb but they've they need to beat vcu um it which is in the maybe all of these teams are in the maybe column vcu st louis rhode island georgia mason richmond dayton and then you know uh st bonaventure so they they definitely got um a lot looking forward to them. Um, and then, you know, we got the Western, wait, uh, I, I said the Mountain West Conference, sorry. Um, I had Colorado State and Wyoming. Um, after them, I had San Diego State, Boise State, Fresno State, and Utah State in the maybe column. They have a lot to do. And then the Atlantic 10, I had Davidson, winning the conference and then um that was the conference saint bonaventure was in my apologies but um yeah they have all of those teams to um overcome and um where eventually did you have make... dayton again and the dayton, dayton i have them right outside they're literally right outside saint bonaventure they're not they're not in the maybe column. They're out right now. They're out, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're out right now. Even though they won the Maui Invitational, they they just have too many um, bad losses at at this very moment. Yeah. Um, it it didn't help that their game against St. Bonaventure today was postponed. But, um, you know, we'll we'll see if that game gets made up. Hopefully, it does to them because they would definitely help. But, um, you know. Shout out to the uh, <laughs> the College Basketball yeah, Stories I was gonna podcast. Say, shout out Jeremy yeah. from College Basketball Stories podcast. We we're Mike and I were on that podcast yeah. uh, for the for Kentucky in the 2013-2014 season, reviewing that season while intoxicated. Uh, yes, dude, I got I got pretty pretty uh, intoxicated on that one. So that was uh, <laughs> that was enjoyable. Um, I don't know if it came across that way, but I was. I was like trying to catch up because I just gotten out of the car, <laughs> so I uh, I went ahead and did Kentucky uh, Kentucky Mules, but instead of ginger beer, I used L eight one, and uh, with the bourbon, and it was very tasty. They're going down very easy, and uh, yeah, that was I had a lot of beers that night too. So, uh, <laughs> but that was fun. I had a good time on that. So I can't wait for that episode to drop. I'll definitely give a shout out on that one. Yeah. Mike and I were on that. It was a good time. So. But yeah, but yeah, I was just curious because I wanted to shout out Jeremy if he's listening. Yeah, shout out Jeremy. Yeah. Shout out Dayton. Uh, my friend 
Chance Cox lives in Dayton. So shout out Jeremy and Chance Cox. Um, and then rounding out my top 10 within conferences is the Atlantic 10. Um, not the Atlantic 10, but the West Coast Conference. Um, I think we all know who I have as the automatic automatic bid there with Gonzaga. But um, I have them as a, a, a four-big conference, but they're so top-heavy within those top, those top four. And then, you know, Santa Clara. Yeah. Um, you know, after those five, it's it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's so bad. But, um, you know, I have Gonzaga as a, a, an automatic bid, but I also have three other teams um, as for sure locks for the tournament at this point going into conference play in BYU, San Francisco, and St. Mary's. So, you know, if, if, if all four of those teams can um, hold their own within the conference at this moment, they will more than likely be in the tournament. But, um, you know, it's so early. You never really know um, who's going to make the tournament, who's not, um, who's going to be more underwhelming, who is not. I think a lot of that depends on the top of the pack with the Big 12, Big 10, Big East, and the the SEC. Um, the SEC has, you know, they've got Mississippi State, Florida, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Arkansas has a very has been very underwhelming. They they don't have a very very big strength of schedule. The teams that they played um, of any significance, they've lost to. Um, but um, you know we'll, we'll see about Arkansas. They 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 had high expectations coming into this year, so I expect bigger things coming out of them. And, um, you know, so it's we'll almost see. like Musselman isn't, you know, Messiah as far as basketball coaches. Yeah. Play, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> through, through December, Eric Musselman has been very underwhelming and um, college basketball fans who are wanting a new coach need to kind of chill out on the Musselman train. Well, I mean, here's the thing is, all the all the Kentucky fans. My favorite thing is Kentucky fans when you're trying to pick a new coach and when they say, um, you know, like you, you say, like, oh, I think Natives would be a good option to one day replace Cal. And then anytime that you know Natives team loses, they're it's like, this is your guy. Uh, you know, like that people are like this is your king, this is your guy. It's like no, it's like just because I say he's a good yeah. option doesn't. I mean, like let's not forget Cal lost to Notre Dame this week this year. Like. Cal coached the team that lost to Notre Dame this year, so it's not all the coaches, not all the players. It's a good blend of both. Yeah. Um, yeah but when you're sure. when you're gonna when you're trying to replace the coach, there's no coach that's gonna be undefeated. There's no coach that's gonna be undefeated. They're gonna have losses. They're gonna have bad losses. You know, like I, I'm just I'm just joshing all the all the NATO haters that that say that Musselman is that much greater because I think they're probably on the same page as far as uh, and they're in the same tier in my opinion. They're they're kind of in that same tier of recruiters and and coaches goes there you go so thanks for that bracketology update i've been curious i think that's a i I mean that seems like pretty uh spot on from what i've seen on other uh bracketology websites you know like um bracket wag with shelby mast and you know all the other guys so i follow those so that that seems pretty spot on i think you're doing a great job uh osm bracketology you know shout out to all mic'd up for that and so we're going to move on to must-watch games of the week. So this is where we talk about 
the games that we highly re- highly recommend watching. So whatever you're doing, stop, turn these games on. You could be driving, put it on your phone, on the radio. Um, you could be at a wedding, make sure your volume's down, put it up in your pocket. You could just listen to it with the AirPod in or something like that. But make sure that you find out you're, you're tuning into these games at some point. So Monday night, number 24, Wisconsin versus number three, Purdue. Who do you got? Mm, I've got Purdue. Um, Wisconsin's going into Purdue. Yeah. Um, at, at Purdue, I, I think that's a big factor. Give me Purdue in this one. Things I will never pick. Wisconsin to win in anything ever. So Bingo, yeah. Wisconsin could suck it. Purdue by 10 um, at, the, at, the, at the least, in my opinion. I think that's the minimum at the win by. Uh, I think Purdue's over the, the slumps that they, you know, the little slump that they showed, even though they only lost the one game. Uh, they, they came back and won a couple, you know, some other games, whatever. I think they're over that. They're ready to roll again, ready to show that they are a final four team. So give me Purdue by 10. Uh, Tuesday, number 18, Kentucky versus number 16, LSU. What do you got? Kate's. Yeah. Kate's, yes. yeah. Um, I, I, I think Kentucky scores too much for LSU. Um, even though LSU is really good defensively, I think Kentucky is going to um, just just be able to ask for them. I, I have Kentucky by five. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Kentucky's offense versus Auburn's offense, who's better? Kentucky. Kentucky's no question better. Exactly. And uh, and Auburn uh, put up 77 points. And, like, Auburn's defense is, is decent. It's pretty good. But it's nothing, like, crazy. So LSU's offense is just that bad uh, compared to a decent Auburn defense. And then you have Kentucky's defense has really turned it on um, lately. It's definitely was the biggest question mark going into the season was how good can this defense be, and they've they've shown that they can they can uh, put some pressure on some teams and then their offense, especially if their offense is clicking, you can't touch them. You really can't. Like I mean, when you're when you're averaging wins in the 30s over the last like four games, you know, like four or five games uh, against quality teams that we've heard can make a tournament appearance. Uh, yeah, I think LSU is going to take this fat L. And uh, Kentucky's going to win, and but that's okay because LSU's going to beat Tennessee on Saturday, so sure. they'll go one and one on the week, and that's fine. So Wednesday, number twenty-five, Texas Tech versus number eight, Iowa State. What do you got? Iowa State's overrated. Give me Texas Tech. Yep. Um, the games at Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. Uh, I in think a close in a close game. I think I have Texas Tech. I have it by like maybe like four. Like I think it'll be a really close game. Um, leading into that, into the next game, we have number six Kansas versus number twenty-five Texas Tech on Saturday. I'm really tempted to just go like Texas Tech goes two and zero this week. Very tempted to because it's be at, huge. It would be huge, and it's at Texas Tech on Saturday. I think the bigger test, like Iowa State's going to give them all they got. If they if they lose, that's fine. I still so like let's say. Texas Tech loses to Iowa State, then give me Texas Tech on Saturday. If they win at Iowa State, I think they might get in their heads and they'll lose on Saturday. If that makes sense, so it's like you know, like what I, you know, like that's how I'm that's how I'm picking them. You know, like yin yang. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'll take Kansas at Texas Tech. Um, I, I have uh, Texas Tech going zero and two this week. 
but um I, I still think they're they're a damn good team I, I just think you know it's a it's a tough it's both tough ma- tough matchups for them I haven't seen enough from Texas Tech to pick them over uh, these two quality teams especially being at Texas Tech and then being at home against Kansas is just really unfortunate I'll take Kansas I, I'm a I'm bought in on Kansas what do you got Dell? Um, um, I'll go Kansas, but close. So I, I can see it going either way. Yeah, yeah. I really think both games are going to be a coin flip. Um, so that's fair enough. So, which leads us to Saturday, number fourteen Tennessee at number sixteen LSU. You guys know my prediction: LSU is going to win. I think it's going to be like a close game. Uh, Kennedy Chandler is still. I think this is where like the the rubber meets the road, where it's like he's got to find his footing as far as being a lead guard because Viscovi can't do it all. So um, Fulkerson and Viscovi are going to do everything they can, but Kennedy Chandler is the X factor here. And I think he's going to struggle on the road in the SEC environment. I'm going to go LSU. I think Tennessee's overrated. And I don't know. I don't have much else on that one. To be fair, I think both of these teams are a little bit overrated. Um, but if LSU had Adam Miller, like they thought they would, That'd be a really good team. Yes, it would. Should have made him a stronger ass offer. <laughs> Should have had uh, better trainers so you didn't tear yeah, exactly. or whatever it was as ACL. LSU definitely have a, has an amazing defense. Um, Adam Miller would have made their offense so much better. Yeah. Um, if Kennedy Chandler and Fulkerson are back, give me Tennessee, but. I'm going to take LSU. Yeah. Um, even, even if they're back, I, just with the, uh, the home factor, I'm going to go with it, uh, LSU. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right, so are there any other games you guys say are must-watch games this week that uh, we could give our prediction on? Yes. Um, what are What is y'all's prediction on Illinois at Minnesota? Illinois is going to win. That was one that I considered for my upset pick. Same here. Um, I don't know. I might tune into that one, though. I haven't watched as much Illinois as I thought I would just because they were thought to be kind of big with, um, like, Kofi coming back and everything. Um, I'll still go Illinois, but it was one that I considered. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Illinois as well. It was definitely one I considered. Last call. Um, this is where this is our closing segment. We have like a minute to talk about anything we want to talk about. So, what do you guys got? Give me your last call as we wrap things up. For me, it's that. So, going into this week and throughout this week, just naturally, I thought Michigan State was overrated, being the number ten, the number ten team in America, but. I, th- I think that it's definitely justified. They've they've got four quality uh, quad one wins, and that, that's second in all of college basketball. So uh, take it easy on Spartans. Take it easy on Tom Izzo. Take it easy on these AP voters. Uh, they've definitely achieved this, this top ten ranking, and um, I'm a Kentucky fan. But Kentucky is the most unjustified top twenty net ranked team in all of college of basketball. So uh, go ahead and uh, send me all of your hate 
<laughs> DMs uh, for any co- uh, Kentucky college basketball fan. But, uh, you know, the numbers suggest we don't deserve it. So uh, I agree so- that they're overrated with you. I said that in our group chat, too. I, I agree Kentucky's a little bit overrated right now just because – and it's not by any fault of theirs. They had Ohio State on the schedule. You know, they yeah. had – even though Western ended up beating Louisville, they had Louisville on the schedule. So things change. It's not like, I mean, a good consolation prize in UNC, I guess, but they're still not, they're not Ohio state. And I, and I think, I think Kentucky was going to beat whoever, whoever their, their opponent was after that Notre Dame loss, just because of how poorly they played and how Mm -hmm. they wanted to get that bad taste out of their mouth quickly. And, and, you know, like even tonight, Ohio State went into overtime with Nebraska. So it's not like Ohio State's like an amazing team either. So they're just EJ Liddell and a bunch of dudes. But EJ Liddell is the truth. He is. But Nebraska checked him. I mean, like uh, he had eight points tonight. I think is what he finished with. Yeah. So, I mean, like he had eight points, eight rebounds. I think it was, was his, his final stat. I think what stood out the most is that he had eight assists. So he was still contributing, but he wasn't contributing like he he normally is so was was mcgowan's the one that they put on him uh i'm not sure uh i I only tuned in at the very end um in overtime so i wasn't was entirely sure at that point they were doing the foul mcgowan's mcgowan's is a stud for nebraska yeah the rest of that nebraska team's pretty bad but uh if they can if they can somehow get mcgowan's back next year he could be one of those guys that is like First team All American. Oh wow, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Um, Michigan State is not overrated. They've kind of flown under the radar. I said it from after that Champions Classic and and uh, Madison Square Garden. I said that Michigan State is going to look way better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning, and yeah. uh, and they didn't even look that bad. It's just Kansas looked that good. Um, so right. So I, I'm with you uh, that they they probably I don't think they they're top ten I think like like if I had to place them I'd put them at like sixteen maybe fifteen but you know like they they might be just getting the favorite from uh, upset here or there but uh, yeah Kentucky is a little bit overrated right now just because of they haven't played anybody and yeah. I, I'm saying that as a as a very biased Kentucky fan we haven't played anybody we don't deserve to be considered like you know like people say that we're overrated we deserve that a little bit because we haven't done it against really like any good quad one teams you know like one like that so it start it changes this week you know it starts this week where we we'll we'll get a win against lsu and we'll get um you know georgia's not a great win but we'll uh we'll take it over to mandy not a great win either but you know we we gotta get after after like the next two weeks it it just turns up for Kentucky. So we'll see what they're made of. So Dow, yeah, what's I your mean, last call? All right, go ahead. I'll say the, the big thing on Kentucky and why people are willing to like, why we are ranked so highly is just the efficiency that we've played with, even against bad teams is just insane. I mean, like blowing out four teams in a row, essentially by 30 is regardless of who the opponent is, is just difficult to do. Uh, and so that's probably where where it comes in. I feel that. Um, mine is uh, – so I am super anti – and I say this, and I'm a hypocrite about it all the time, but I'm super anti, like, oh, look at the, like, foul discrepancy in these two teams that, like, 
this is ridiculous. Like, oh, there's been like they've called nine fouls on us and they have uh, like and we've only gotten two fouls called for us and like that kind of thing. Like to me, like that is a lot of times style of play goes into that a lot. Um, but when you look at free throw attempts per game, Wake Forest has gotten absolutely just hosed in their two in their first two ACC games. They have lost by a combined combined like twelve points and are minus twenty six from a free throw makes perspective. So just based on free throws, they're down twenty six points against Louisville and Florida State. And one of the things that's incredibly frustrating about it, one is that they've almost doubled the number or the percentage of free throw attempts to field goal attempts uh, compared to Wake Forest non-conference schedule. And Wake Forest is not a team that doesn't attack the basket, which is a lot of times like where you'll see a free throw discrepancy because if a team just shoots a bunch of jumpers, they're not like physical and attacking the basket, but Wake is not that. And so for us to just like go and shoot our first free throw with five minutes to go in the game is absolutely ridiculous and the clock operator screwed us against Louisville. I'm salty and go Deeks. Oh man. So speaking of Louisville, my last ta- my last call is uh Chris Mack is just so unlikable. Like the absolute worst. Like which I liked him at uh Xavier and I was like, Oh, Louisville's getting a likable coach after having Patino for so long where he was kind of just like a you know, like a, a mob boss, you know, whatever. So um but Chris Mack is the absolute worst tonight. After you know, they they won, they uh, who they played Georgia Tech tonight. They won by three, and uh, in, in his post game presser or in an interview, he said Chris Mack said he was excited about the start, and then and I quote, "Our bench came in and completely sucked the life out of the arena." End quote. <laughs> like I get like there's frustration uh... with the team, but like. I'm never on board to just say like your bench completely just sucked. Like, you know, like, like they, I mean, Cal had a season where literally they had nine wins and it was just the absolute worst season in Kentucky history in like a hundred years. And there's like, Cal did not mention anything as remotely as bad as this about his players. And people say that Cal never supports his players. Like get out of here. So to whoever is going to take, the open position of athletic director at U of L do better fire Mac, get Satterfield out of there. Cause he doesn't deserve to be there. Like he, he needs a better place. That's like a lower level, not power five, take him back to Appalachia state, whatever. I don't care. Just do better, get better coaches. Stop, stop whining coaches that don't extort other coaches and other people. And, uh, you know, throw their players under the bus. Cause Chris Mack is a D bag. So. Um, that's my last call. So with that said, we're going to end things here. So, uh, Mike, where can we find your work, man? Social media, any websites, what do you got to plug? This is your time. Yeah, man. Um, you guys can follow me at all mic'd up underscore on Twitter and you can follow my work, um, at osmbracketology.com and, uh, I'll have, a newest uh, edition of my bracketology up in, within the next couple days. And so um, it'll, it'll be my newest update on the website. So I'm really excited to get that up. You guys deserve it. 
and I'm anxious to get it ready. So, yeah. Sounds good, man. What about you, Dal? Um, at do underscore well Harmon um, on Twitter. Mm, I don't really have much else to plug, really. Uh, yeah. Sweet. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor J. Caldwell. Uh, that's Connor with an E instead of an O after, after the N before the R. And, yeah, I have nothing else to plug. Thank you for listening, all our listeners. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the mailbag questions, as ridiculous as they were. That was a fun little uh, time to fill as we were getting back into the swing of things. Hope you guys had a very awesome time off last week with Christmas and New Year's. And I'm excited for good basketball. Like, Tuesday night's going to be super fun. Can't wait to watch. Like, every night this week has a good game. So, very excited to get into a full focus on basketball now that uh, college football is kind of taking the back seat and is stepping out of our lives for a little bit. So we appreciate all your listen, all our listeners again, and uh, you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. And we're going to say, let's go. What team? Give me a team. Give me a team. What's Santa Clara's uh, mascot? <laughs> The Steve Nashes. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go, Santa Clara. <laughs> Steve Nashes. Uh, we de- you deserve better, but we can't give that to you right now. So we are gonna log off. I did. Here. I did two beer reviews. I'm hammered right now. Yeah. <laughs> One was like eight point seven percent. So I don't blame. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, you guys have a great week. Go Santa Clara, uh, Steve Nashes, and yeah, enjoy it. Let's get out of here. Peace. Peace. Teeth or whatever to you know get it off or suck it off or whatever. Pause. Yeah, we're about sucking off Cheeto fingers. <laughs>